Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of God Girl on a Mic. I'm your host, always, Yvette. Um, it is 5.59 a.m. and I literally couldn't sleep. Um, we're not even going to get into my sleeping schedule because the past year has literally been the absolute worst. Um, but yeah, it's 5.59 <sighs> And I was like, you know what? I really just have the urge to record an episode. Um, I wasn't even asleep, honestly. Like, I was watching Community on my tiny iPhone (laughs) while I was supposed to be asleep. So now I'm just like, I can't sleep. Um, But I figured this would be a nice time to, like, record my thoughts and just have them recorded somewhere. We'll see if I uh, release this. But anyway... Um, yeah, it's February. It's kind of crazy that it's 2021. Like, remember last year in February when, like, the pandemic was still not really a thing and we were all kind of just, like, going about our lives? It's, it's full, it's in full force now and we are finding a new normal and I don't think our normal is going back to what it used to be before, um, which is interesting. And, you know, kind of like RIP the past with no masks on, but, you know, life is what it is. We got to take it one day at a time. Don't worry too much. And then one day you just look back and you're just like, dang, I did all of that I accomplished all of that day by day yeah that's kind of how I feel about the pandemic um and the world as a whole collectively all of us collectively have done that together um yeah so anyway today's episode I was thinking about last season (laughs) season one um where I did an episode called things I wish the talk the church talked about Um, And that one was about porn and masturbation and my experience with it as a woman, um, uh, a Christian woman. And I don't know, I've done like a lot of thinking on these two things. And I have had a lot of questions for God in this past year. Um, It's led to like a lot of frustration, a lot of confusion. Um, But I will say like releasing that and just like, saying those words and talking about it was just like one of the best things that at least I did for myself and I truly believe it's been part of my healing process um but yeah I kind of wanted to do a follow-up like a part two to that episode I was very nervous um on that first episode because I was like I wonder what people are gonna think about me or like are they gonna judge me blah 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 um let me tell you this if this is a struggle for you or if you have your own struggles that you're ashamed of your struggles are your struggles other people's struggles are other people's struggles no one can judge you for what you go through um unless they've really been in your shoes and i will say that if you are trying to make like your life better day by day then kudos to you honestly and 
I think that the strongest people have some of the weakest moments and how you come out of those moments really defines who you are as a person. Um, and that was straight fire. So, you know, you heard it here first. That was that was actually really good. Somebody needs to put that on a T-shirt. Um, not to hit myself up or anything. But yeah, I started asking like all these questions about where do you go when you're struggling with like this specific topic in the church, um, porn and masturbation. Um, what should the church be doing to help those who are struggling? Is masturbation a sin? Um, I think that even though it's not like listed explicitly, it's something that's like, it's still a number one taboo topic. And number two, you know, I don't think that even if it's not listed like as a sin, I do think there are references that we can look at in scripture where it wouldn't really line up with masturbation or pornography. Um, yeah, I just, I had all these thoughts and I was just like, you know what? I think we should address them. Um, so I'm actually going to dwell on a conversation that I had with um, some leaders, some other leaders at my church. We had a great conversation about um, sexual sin. We are currently in a series, shout out to One Shot, about um, like sexuality as a Christian. Um, and last week, we were going through Romans 6 and now let me tell you something if you haven't read Romans at all read it it's literally like one of my favorite books and I'm not even finished with Romans um but if you like want to jump to like the meaty stuff well actually all of Romans that I've read is really really good but my favorite um chapters of Romans so far are chapter 6 and chapter 7 and I think Paul really gets to the heart of like what it's like to feel like a failure um in as a Christian and like the crazy thing is like he doesn't sugarcoat it you know he doesn't make it seem like it's easier than it should be um but I think the reason that I like Romans and the reason that I like Paul so much is like because he knows that he's a sinner and he knows that the grace of God is literally what is carrying him through his life and you can see that littered all throughout the scripture of Romans 6 and Romans 7 um but yeah so honestly I had these questions even after I released uh, my episode, you know, I was still left like wondering. I was like, well, why? Like, yeah, I know that it can ruin like families. And I know that um, it's not something that, you know, God would want us to do, you know. But why? Like, what is the deeper reason? What is the deeper meaning? And yes, you know, some of that reason is because like, it can ruin marriages it can you know torment you um it can um jade the way you see things did i use that word right i don't know um but it can distort your vision um but i think the biggest thing is it's like 
the thing about sexual sin is that it makes you feel so far away from Jesus. Now, it's a lie because once you've accepted Jesus, he's he's with you to stay. Like y'all are homies, right? But sexual sin is such a lie and is it there's so much shame and there's so much guilt um uh surrounding sexuality because I think it's really a tool that the devil uses to make us feel like we are less than what God has said that we are um and I think sexual sin any sin really but sexual sin really like scratches at the door of your identity and tries to get in and tries to cloud like your thoughts and it tries to unravel all of that um that beautiful love story that God is like weaving together and showing you who you are like sexual sin has this just this way of trying to unravel that and trying to undo that um I don't know if anybody listening, like if you've ever, whether you've ever had sex or whether you've ever masturbated or, you know, whether you've ever even looked at porn or whatever. Um, but those things really eat away at you. Um, I'm going to read something from Romans 7 um, that Paul was writing. Um, and I think this really sums up at least what I was going through. Um when I was really struggling with this and even sometimes now like as I am like like putting myself like as I'm as I'm trying to or remembering who I am in Christ as as God is realigning um my identity with um who he says I am this is one of the things that I I still struggle with to this day. Um, and in Romans 7, um, 15, it says, I do not understand what I do for what I want to do. I do not do, but what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. Um, so there was a lot of do's and do nots in there, but pretty much Paul is saying, I don't understand why I do these things that I hate so much. He's like, I want to do right, but I can't, essentially. It's like, I want to do right, but I can't. Um, And then 17, it goes on to say, as it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. Um, And I really think that, like, this this scripture really embodies like what it's like to deal with sexual sin to deal with sexuality as a christian it's 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 interesting um i think one of the reasons that like a lot of christians struggle with sexuality or struggle with sexual sin is because it's not really talked about at all in church and my thought is like at first when I had that thought process I was like I came to the conclusion I was like God that's so dumb like why don't we talk about sexuality and and sex in church why don't we talk about it from 
your perspective, what you've called it to be. And why don't we confront the lies and confront the questions that people have? Because these are daily things. And I know if I have questions about about sexuality, about sex, I know other people around me do too. So I just feel like we're all lying to each other if we're not talking about it, you know? Um, it's really, like, it's really just like an extreme in the church like we don't talk about it but when it is mentioned it's like don't have sex until you're married sex is not good and then it's like that's it we don't get any explanation and we don't get any understanding we don't have any wisdom we just have no don't do it and I think especially on the topic of sex and sexuality because sex is so enticing and the way like media makes it look and um, romance novels and romance movies and all these social media um, like posts that we see like the reason that sex is so enticing is because it's like something that we've been told not to to do um with no explanation right um and we've been like it's almost like um dangling like a cookie in front of a child and telling them no you can't have that before dinner right and just like leaving it there. Like the world is full of sexual innuendos in the media, right? We see it all the time. People that we know probably have had sex before marriage, you know, or maybe we ourselves have had sex before marriage, whatever. But it's just like the church's stance is like, don't do it. And then it's silent. And that really irritates me um so i think this is part of the reason it's been an issue for me i think the other part is because it's like we all feel so ashamed but we have to remember who our god is and where our identity stems from your identity does not extend from your sexuality it does not. You are not defined by your sexuality. You are defined by Christ Jesus. Um, and I think, like, especially dealing with sexual sin, like, you lose that, that train of thought and you just go into this deep, dark hole where it's just like, I messed up and I feel so far from Christ and I can never get back. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. Paul just in Romans seven, just does a really great job of describing that feeling of like wanting to do the opposite of what you're doing. Um, and I, and I brought it up in our leadership meeting. I was like, it feels like you're drowning. Um, and like you can't come up for air that's what it feels like 
Um, and I think Paul pretty much like summed it up perfectly. Um, yeah, I, I'm just, I think I'm, I'm more, um, number one, aware of this topic now. And number two, just like supportive of, of teaching, um, just everybody in the church, not just the youth, but the older people too. It's like everybody needs to know, right, about this topic because this is something that people are really dealing with. People are really struggling with this. Um, and I pulled out stats in my last uh, episode, but you know, it destroys marriages. It erodes your way of thinking. You might not think that like these images that you're viewing or these thoughts that you're thinking will affect your everyday life, but I promise you it does. It it really, really does. And at least for me, it affected everything from the way I viewed other people, specifically men, to the way I dressed, to the way I interacted with people and the way I saw myself and viewed myself. Um, And I felt like I had to overcompensate a lot um, because I didn't feel like I kind of was good enough um, in a way. And it's just, it's just crazy. Like I know I'm, I'm, not really formulating any more sentences anymore um but this was just my thought um and I also want to say this because I think it's important it's like how do you deal with sexual sin right it's like yeah now we now we now we have recognized that it's an issue that we should be talking about it but how do you actually deal with it well I don't think there's any specific formula, but I will say um, the two things that you need in this instance are Jesus and a Christ-centered community. Um, The first thing is I think you need to like come to the realization that you are broken and there is one God who can fix you Um, and he is in the business of fixing people um, and loving people in that process Um, so I think that's the biggest thing Um, and then I would also say you need a community of people Um, I think you need an accountability partner a mentor Um, And maybe even just like a close collective of people, whether they're going through the same thing or they're going through their own things where you guys can really just like talk about the things that you're going through and feel comfortable. Um, And I think that comes in time. Like I would definitely say pray about those people. Um, You want to use wisdom when you are choosing those groups of people. Um, but if you pray and ask God for those people, they will come into your life. I think that's, um, 
is a big thing and and if you don't have that community of people right now i think the biggest thing that you should be doing besides praying is getting into your bible and reading like reading the word of god and remembering number one who you are like remind yourself of your identity and ask god to reveal like through your script through your bible studies like reveal like the word to you um in truth and i promise you like i literally do that every time like i read the bible i pray is like god like show me something that i've never seen in this passage before and i will read the same passage over and over and over again for like weeks and come out with like different detailed thought processes and that just shows you like the different sides of the word but anyway i'm getting off track um yeah like read um read specific passages um so i would say if you haven't read romans 6 and 7 that's a great place to start um i would also say i have another passage um i believe it's in psalms i am skipping there now i think it's psalm 119 yes psalm 119 um verse 9 through 16 is really good as well it talks about purity um and like what purity is and um how we can stay pure um and i think this passage is really important too because the heart of sexual sin and the heart of like um purity both of those the heart of those things are your hearts right um the heart of sexual sin is like you don't believe who you are and like you just your heart and your mind are not um working together and then the heart of purity which don't even get me started on purity because i think the way at least a lot of Christians present it is like I have to dress modestly and you know don't have sex and then that's the end no that's not what purity is purity is a heart issue um if you're seeking God with your whole heart and this is what Psalms 119 actually talks about um that's how you continue to stay pure you seek seek God with your whole heart and you you um are meditating on his word and on who he says you are and on who he says he is um but yeah anyway i don't um know if i have much more of my thought process left but this was a good 23 24 minutes um i will probably do another one of these along the way in season two um but yeah i just I just think that this is something that we need to normalize um, because we are all broken and hurting and we have to start being um, transparent with ourselves and transparent with Jesus and transparent with our communities. Like growth doesn't come when we are 
isolated from God or from um, other people. And it's not good to be alone. Like, I literally think, like, I would go crazy if I was alone, you know? Um, But yeah, so I appreciate you guys indulging me, uh, just listening to my thought process this last 24 minutes. Um, This is a great topic to continue on with. I actually do want to get more specific about masturbation as I spoke about earlier. um, Was like, well, yeah, like masturbation is not in the Bible, but you know, it's, it's, it's still not something that, um, is, is fruitful. It doesn't bring fruit into your life. Um, and so, yeah, I will definitely plan a whole podcast on that. Cause I'd like to speak on that. Um, just some things that I've been learning and have learned in this past year about masturbation specifically. Um, I think there are a lot of like, podcasts and sermons on porn and um you hear a lot of people talk about porn or um like how they've you know come to the conclusion or whatever and how they've been delivered from it um but you don't hear a lot of people talking about masturbation and not a lot of women so um I'd like to give a little bit of a voice to that because I think that it's something that a lot of women are actually struggling with um but yeah so anyway guys I'm gonna end this podcast here it has officially been 25 minutes I was trying to run the clock a little bit longer but you know what I can't do it I can't do it um (laughs) but yeah guys thanks for sticking with me for season two this is the third episode i'm excited for many more to come um i'm praying that y'all are doing well in this quarantine um keeping yourselves healthy and staying positive um but yeah wear your masks in public don't be jerks please wear your masks um and jesus loves you bye guys